Good morning. I have a clipboard this morning, and you all get to participate this time. And so, well, maybe. What I'd like you to do is take a look at the directory as it is now, uh, and your name and all the information on there. If there's any changes that you need to make, please make, make those changes for us. Uh, if there are corrections, or if there are no corrections, put a check mark by it. So, and uh, these will be shared with uh, the Pleasant Hill family only, just so you know, if there's any question about that. So, and let's see what else we have here. Oh, by the way, it's springtime, it's daffodil time, it's uh, calendar time. So there, we got them right out there, ready to go. And please notice on the 16th is the uh, family fellowship dinner at the Kirkpatrick's. Because this month, all of the evening assemblies are over at the Kirkpatrick's house. So we storm their place in uh, East uh, Springfield, right? So we'll be there tonight at 6.30. All right, what else do I have here? Oh, uh, the Fifth Sunday Rally is coming up very end of the month on the 30th down at 6th and Gibbs Church of Christ in Cottage Grove. So looking forward to going down to that as well. And if you haven't uh, decided to use... Uh, one of the weekend's gentlemen in August, the first one, namely, for the uh, um, G4 Summit. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We're going to go back up to, how do you say that? Sacandaga? Sacandaga Campground. That's a weird name. It must be Native American for, I don't know, something <laughs> strange. But anyway, it's, uh, it's up the road. It's really beautiful. And uh, we went to Summit Lake last year. And oh my, Summit Lake is awesome. Great swimming. Uh, I heard great fishing. I'm going to see if I can grab a boat because uh, I know where the great fishing is. It's like big fish. So uh, anyway, if you want to go up and hear some good preaching, hanging around the campfire, enjoying, uh, enjoying life with the guys, that would be awesome. So that is August 4th, 5th, and 6th. So check it out. Set it aside. Any other announcements I need to make, by the way? All right, here we go. I forgot these a couple weeks ago. I felt really badly. I got, I got, uh, uh, I won't say chastised, but uh, reproved for not giving them out. I won't mention any names, but she knows who she is. Pat, we love seeing your face. Let's give it up for Pat. Woohoo! All right, right, in the back, in the back. All right. Okay, I think you probably know this one, this one. Brian, all capitals, exclamation points. I love how you try and act all tough on the exterior, but you're really big, gigantic, squishy, soft spot in your heart. I don't know who wrote this. I don't know who wrote this, but she's in trouble. You're actually compassionate, but... I won't let that secret out. <laughs> That's your dad, by the way. <laughs> yeah, let's give it up for Brian. Icky, squishy, something heart. What is that? It wasn't icky. That's a sweet, it's a sweetheart. Okay, here we go. Uh, Tanya Johnson, it's so good to see you all smiling and chipper and dishing out warm hugs all around. You are just the best. Somebody doesn't know her either. Sarcasm, sarcasm, sarcasm. 
Wow, okay, so somebody thinks you're all sweet and wonderful. Oh, God, that's it. <laughs> Planting the seed in her mind. Right, okay. <laughs> all right, there we go. Justine, see, notice how I changed my voice now. You can tell how much I appreciate her. Justine, you have such an amazing, sweet servant's heart, always working behind the scenes to help other people. People. Let's give it up for Justine. Okay, I should have been soft and sweet for Brian and, and Tanya too, but just didn't work that way. So, here you go. James, you're on the docket this morning. James, thanks for helping with stacking the wood room last Lord's Day. Have you met James? You got to meet James. Man, I'm telling you what. He's an easy prey for getting stuck on serving the church. Praise <laughs> you, man. <laughs> All right, I think there's probably more wood to be stacked too, James. So. Not today, though. Not today. All right, finally, Jacob, for an inspiring class this morning. And I'll tell you what, it takes a lot of guests to stand up and call that saints to be responsible. Especially because I know the sermons to coming. Don't skip out. If you skipped out this morning, don't skip out on those. They're great. So there you go. I, I think we got all of those done. Any others for the good of the morning? Uh, the birthday girl is skipping out today. We'll remember to sing happy birthday to her. Carrie, you might be listening. So when you show up, we're going to sing to you. That's not so you don't ever show up. Please show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, yes. Um, it was Kevin's birthday last week, but he wasn't here. Oh. And you know what? He wouldn't have said anything. He wouldn't have said. <laughs> man, those little narcs, man. Just ratting you out. <laughs> so you're 39 and a half right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> Somebody once said I looked like I was 57. I'm going, man, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, here we go. Kevin, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. And I'm excited. Kevin and I have a road trip coming up when the snow's all gone from up the mountains, which I don't know when that's going to be, but we're going to tour the Bend area, and who knows? Maybe we'll go to Idaho. That'd be kind of fun, too. So, All right. Well, grab your Bibles. Turn to the book of Proverbs. We're going to, we're going to stay in Proverbs the whole time today. And uh, I have to share with you that we've just finished the introduction to this year's theme last week. And so now we're, this is the transition sermon. You're saying, wait a minute, that was the introduction? Well, you know, it, it took us three months, a little bit slower than usual, but I, I think it's such a critical, super important topic to make sure that we have basically it all set up, a sermon on each one of the, the topics. Now we're going to go back and we're going to build on that. But before we do, I want to do this transition lesson. So take a look at the, uh, the uh, title, Choose Wisdom and the Fear of the Lord. I, sh I almost titled this sermon this morning, 
Either choose or refuse. Enjoy or suffer the consequences for your decision. Choose or refuse. You really don't have any option because if you don't choose the fear of the Lord, you're refusing the fear of the Lord. I mean, there, there is no middle ground on this. Well, I'll think about it. Well, you don't know the day or the hour that the Lord is going to call you home. You don't have that any idea. Either do I. I keep, I, and I have to be careful with this, you know. Um, <laughs> James has a scripture that says, don't go telling people you're going to go here and there and start a business and make a lot of money. You don't even know what tomorrow holds, right? I keep telling people I'm going to work hard, serve the Lord until 85, and then I'm just going to kind of relax and coast and let the, the young guys take care of it. Well, you know, I might not make it home tonight, right? So we need to choose wisdom and the fear of the Lord. But no, as we've talked about before, there's great reward for those who will do that. And there's going to be great blessing, not only for you, but your family and for the other folks that you're working with. You know, I know as a parent, I, I desire to raise up a godly offspring. And uh, I, I did what I perceived to be the very best. But if I were to go back and do it again, there's so, much, so many things I would do differently, better. Because I wasn't really in a place when we started having children to really focus on serving my family the way I needed to serve them. And I had my priorities a little bit messed up. Lord wasn't first. You say, he wasn't? No, I was all about trying to figure out how to be a preacher. And boy, it was kind of messy at the beginning. And so my family suffered horribly. If I were to do it all over again, Lord would be first. Then my family, who's a part of the church, part of the kingdom. And then the rest of my family here. That's how I would have done it. And I think I would have been a better leader. Let me ask you to choose the fear of the Lord now. Put the Lord first. If you're married, obviously your spouse, your children, and then the family of God and all others. Let me encourage you to do that. Because we do have a choice in this life. Really one choice. We can either choose the way of wisdom and the fear of the Lord and enjoy the abundant life, or we can refuse the way of wisdom and embrace the foolish ways of man and suffer great disaster, anguish, and eventually death. So are you going to refuse him who is calling you from heaven? Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 1 and listen to that very one. Proverbs chapter 1, beginning in verse 20. Reading to the end of the chapter. Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. How long, O oh naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? The scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I called and you refused. I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. You neglected all my counsel. You did not want my reproof or my correction. Huh. 
I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes. When your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then you'll call out to me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They will not accept my counsel. Uh, they, they spurned all my reproof, all my correction. So they shall eat the fruit of their own way. Literally, they'll suffer the consequences for their choices. So they shall eat the fruit of their way and be satiated with their own devices. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. Now you could refer back to that as we go through this lesson, but I have to share with you, there's a choice. God spoke through Moses and said, today I give you a promise of life or a promise of the curse, and it's your choice. Today we have that same choice. You know, it's so easy to get distracted. How many of you know the devil works in the big deeds? Distraction, discouragement, deceit, disappointment. It seems like all of them start with a D. We need to recognize that Jesus Christ came to give and give life abundantly. Everything that I've given up of the world, God has richly blessed me with that sweet, positive opposite that brings fulfillment, purpose in my life. See, when we try to cling on to the things in this world instead of fearing him, and we know what the fear of the Lord is now, right? It's not shaking in our boots. It's being in awe of the creator of the universe coming into this world and dying for our souls. A love that is so amazing, so incomprehensible that we stand in awe and adoration. So we humbly desire to serve him and be pleasing in every respect. That's what the, or the fear of the Lord is. But I want to take a look now really quickly and get, grab your little note sheets there. It says Proverbs point number one, refusing wisdom and the fear of the Lord. Wisdom calls through the word. You know, if you go back and you take a look at, at uh, uh, chapter nine, I love chapter nine, the, the house of wisdom. The woman of wisdom calls and she has everything prepared. And you know where she calls? You know, it's rather interesting. People refuse to come to the assembly. Why? They might hear something. Like they need to change. But you know what? If I gave you a choice between a rotten, mold-covered, green hot dog at one of the U of O football games, or I gave you this amazing sirloin tip just cooked to perfection at a beaver football game, <laughs> Which football game would you go to? <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. You'd be crazy to eat that hot dog, wouldn't you? But man, and I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought the ducks and the beavers in. Now everybody's tailspin out of... Uh. I'm talking about you choosing that which is going to be a huge blessing in your life versus that which will make you sick and kill you. 
Why do we choose the things of the world that kill us? Why? Wisdom speaks. Oh, by the way, you turn on the radio station and you can choose who to listen to. There's some great Christian radio stations. Now, I know some of the songs get a little wonky in there. But man, I'm telling you what, I always get greatly encouraged when I'm driving down the road and listening to contemporary Christian music. And I'm listening for doctrine. And that's kind of how I roll. But man, so oftentimes, like, uh, you know, more than a, a overcomer, man, it gets me choked up. I can only imagine. Man, that really gets me choked up. Now, those are old contemporary songs. But man, they still get me choked up when I'm thinking about the Lord. Okay. And every once in a while, I slip back and pull a bonehead and put on 96.1 classic rock. And I go, I can't believe I like that song. That's a putrid song. Click it back. See? We need to recognize and understand wisdom calls all over the place. But the choice of life and peace, Look at take a look at uh, uh, this passage, verse 23 and 33. I love this. 23, turn to my correction. Turn to my correction. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. The blessings of the Lord and that abundant life come through him correcting your course. If your course isn't corrected, you're going in the wrong direction. But if the Lord corrects your course, you're going in the right direction. Why would we go, I don't want to turn off. I know there's the bridge is out. And I know it's... Follow the correction of the Lord. But then you look at the other one here that I think is really beautiful. It says here, Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. There's the words of life and there's the words of death. There are only two kinds. But look at verse 33. I love verse 33. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. Security and peace. Everybody wants security and peace. It can't be found unless you're in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what does it mean to refuse? Refusing wisdom and the fear of God. What does that mean? What does that look like? Let's go back and look at it. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad because we see our whole culture moving in this direction. Turn with me back to Proverbs 1 and look at verse uh, uh, 24. Because I called and you refused, sounds like stubborn, a stubborn heart. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. What's a word for that? Apathy. I don't really care. I don't care. You know why we're, we may potentially at some point in time in the relatively near future lose our local law enforcement? Because of apathy of the citizens here in Lane County. I sent out a hundred emails to people that I thought were responsible in regards to some of the legislative action that happened, not this legislative session, but the last one, sent out a hundred emails. It was so easy. You could click and see who your House of Representative is. Easy. Two clicks. Boom, boom. There you go. With an email address. All you need to do is click that and then 
cut and paste from the email that I suggested. It was clear, concise, and saying, no, don't do that. Send it to 100 people. You know how many people actually did it? Yes. I sent it out to 100. People that I thought would follow through, really easy, about four clicks, and you could send a message to your representative or your senator. It took me a long time to put it together because I wanted to make it as easy as possible. My wife tested it out, see if she could do it. She did it faster than I did because she's techie and I'm not. How many people? I did. My wife did. And one other person did. Apathy is going to destroy this country, but apathy is going to destroy the soul. We can't be apathetic. We have to decide. We have to take a stand. We have to choose. That's so important. Look at the next one. This is crazy. So, verse 25. And you neglected all my counsel. You did not want my reproof. What did you want? You wanted to do your own thing. I will also laugh at your calamity. He goes on to say, you will refuse when, when you finally figured out I'm not going to be around. Look at, look at verse 29. Why does all this thing, all these terrible things happen to you? Because they hated knowledge. And they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof. Now they're suffering the consequences. And now they want the answer, but it's too late. Actually, I would say to you, it's not too late until you die. But notice what it says there in verse 31 and 32. Yeah, you're going to suffer the consequences and those wayward ways are going to kill you and destroy you. Man, you know, I look back at, at my life before I became a Christian and I honestly think that I wouldn't be alive today because of all the craziness that I was living. It was actually killing me. And you know, as a Christian... It's pretty easy to kind of slip into, you know, I got baptized. I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Stopped running over old ladies and stopped kicking dogs. Actually, for me, kicking cats. I've never kicked your cat once. I know, I know. Your cats kind of like me, which is shocking. So, now look, we can, we can set our own low bar standard, but that's not what we're called to. We're called, as my son Jacob said, we're called to a higher standard. We're accountable to Christ to live as he lived. Do you hear the call of wisdom? Do you adore and love and worship and serve him with your whole life? Now, I'll share with you that I'm a work in progress. I know others have said that. But I'm not a work in progress like I'm working and all what I'm doing right now. I'm working on getting out of a lot of the junk and becoming what God has called me to be. So the result of refusing wisdom is death. And you have a terrible time here, and then you die and you're sent away. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go there. So there's an option. Look at chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs 8 is great. Look at, look at verse 12 through 21. Grab your Bible. 12 through 21. Proverbs chapter 8, verses 12 through 21. Here's the same person, but now 
personified. Wisdom is personified, meaning wisdom takes on the character of a person. I believe God is all wise. This is God speaking here. I wisdom dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance in every evil way, and the perverted mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. Power is mine. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and, and nobles, all who judge rightly. I love those who love me and those who diligently seek me will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. But fruit is better than, my fruit is better than gold even pure gold, my yield better than choices silver. I will walk in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice to endow those who love me with wealth that I may fill their treasuries. Now, I'm not talking prosperity doctrine, although that kind of sounds like it. We're talking about the wealth that endures. As, as Jacob was saying, I kept hearing him saying, well, when my dad dies, I'm getting his stuff. <laughs> you know, it's, I know he doesn't mean that. I know none of my sons mean that. They just know that I'm managing what God gave me for a while. And when I'm done, when it, Sharon and I are going to hand it over to them and they get to manage it. Okay. Just pray that they'll understand it's God's stuff and not their own stuff. Otherwise, they'll be upset when it goes away. <laughs> so notice this, this passage here is so powerful. Look at the back. Wisdom and the fear of the Lord. Look at verse 12 and 13. I wisdom dwell with prudence. Have you ever studied the word prudence? You want to make good choices every single time that you have to make a choice in this world? Figure out what prudence is. I've taught all three of my boys from Proverbs what prudence is. It's powerful in decision making. You'll make the right decision. You'll gather a bunch of counselors together, people who are experts. I'm trying to sell my Jeep. So Logan is one of my expert counselors in helping me how to use social media so I can make a bazillion dollars off a Jeep that's worth maybe a nickel. So anyway, as I'm reaching out to him, what are we talking about here? We're actually talking about listening to drawing near to the one that has all the answers. Now look at the next, the blessings of wisdom. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for the reward. How many of you go to work just because you love work and you, you don't really want to get paid? You just go to work because you love work. I know Eric loves his work. He'd go there if he didn't get paid for a minute, <laughs> right? Well, how, how, how many of us are there? like, I go to work. I go to work to get paid, man. <laughs> you know, I know what payday is. <laughs> well, how many of you love, you love work, your work so much that you would do it even if you didn't get paid. There's giggles in the audience. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, that is a true statement. Even though it was not a statement, just a couple giggles. We go to work to get paid. Why do we work all of our lives to end up losing everything and then up in the lake of fire? I'm not going to live that way. That's terrible return on investment. But let's look at it from God's perspective. Let's read this again now. But let's look at the, the blessings here. Look at, look at verse uh, 14 and 15 and 16 too. 
Counsel is mine, sound wisdom, I am understanding, power is mine. By me, kings reign, rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who do uh, judge rightly. You know what? There's power and influence in this world by fearing God. Now you're saying, well, I really don't want power and influence. You've missed the whole point of what God wants you to be in this world. Is light powerful? Is light powerful? Where does all power come from? The sun. That's where power comes from. Oh, I thought it's petrochemicals. Oh, those petrochemicals wouldn't be there if the sun hadn't first grown the veggies for the dinosaurs to eat so they could get squished into petrochemicals. You're saying, man, that science has messed with my head. No, it's all about energy. You are sons and daughters of light. There's energy. What's that energy supposed to do? It's supposed to produce light, not grass. I'm talking about life eternal. I'm talking about drawing people out of the darkness. Fearing God gives you power to draw people out. Well, you have a you have a reputation. You're just. You're righteous, you're honest, you're true, you're courageous, you're compassionate, you're concerned, you're invested. Who are you talking about? Surely not people in the world unless it's for themselves. But who are we investing ourselves in? Others as we serve the Lord Jesus. Look at some other things here. Look at verse 18. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness my fruit, the fruit of, of, of wisdom, the fruit of fearing the Lord is better than gold, pure gold. And my yield is better than choices silver. Have you seen what gold is worth right now? I won't even tell you. Unless you got gold and you go, yeah, I know what it's worth right now. It's worth a ton, but you know what? They paved the streets of heaven with gold and the saints will walk on it and not give it a second thought. Why do we cling to that stuff which is all going to be used for pavement? See, it's crazy. Last time you walked on pavement, how much did you think about, man, this pavement's really valuable. I can't believe how valuable. I better be careful I walk on this pavement. You never do that. Unless you're strange. <laughs> kind of off a little bit. We don't think that way. Gold and silver are worthless in comparison to the riches that cannot be taken away. Are we investing in serving the Lord in fear? It goes on and it says, I walk in the ways of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. I endow those who love me with wealth that I may fill their treasuries. Are you overflowing with gratitude? Are you overflowing with family who loves you more than they love themselves? Are you overflowing with honor from others? Are you overflowing in integrity and causing people to look up to you and want to follow you? Is that your life? Because that's the blessing. I recently had a young man tell me that I was his grandpa Penny. 
Maybe you don't know what that means, but I've talked about Grandpa Penny a lot. When I was a mess up of a human being, Grandpa Penny loved me right where I was at and he helped me to become the man that I am today. The Bible that I use, literally the Bible, not this one that I used to help me get ready for this study, was the Bible that he gave me. He drove me down to the Christian bookstore. He said, which Bible do you want? I said, I don't know. He goes, okay, so any good preacher shouldn't be without a good preacher Bible. And he bought one of the most expensive Bibles in the shop, and he got my name engraved on it. And while he was doing that, he took me out to lunch. And then we got back, and it's got my name on it. And I use it every time I do Bible study. And this young man said, you're my grandpa Penny. Now, why did he say that? Because I got a lot of money? Because I'm a good-looking dude with fancy clothes and an amazing pickup truck? Is that why he said, you can remind me of me or my grandpa Penny? None of that junk had anything to do with it. It's because you and I, when we lay our lives down for people like Jesus did, like Grandpa Penny did for me, like I'm doing for this young man, people see then Christ in us. Now, do I do it for the honor? No, I do it for the Lord. But the Lord will provide. He who waters others waters himself. Could you go out and say, hey, I was wondering if you could respect me. Scott, would you, would you please? I'll pay you. He'd be going, Weird. You can't, you can't make someone honor. You can't make someone respect you. And yet when you've lived a life that way, man, the, the blessing of that spurs you on to continue to lay your life down. Brethren, let me close with this. Choose to love wisdom and fear God. Look at verse 17. I love those who love me. God says, Wisdom says, I love those who love me and those who diligently seek me will find me and there is life in the Lord. You know what? Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and striving for what lies ahead. That's what we need to do. Today is a day you can choose. Choose wisdom. Choose being in awe of God adoring him with all your heart and serving him with all your heart. My conclusion actually comes out of chapter 8 as well. Proverbs chapter 8, look at the very end, verse 32 through, through 36, a little bit more of the blessing and then the call to make a choice. Now therefore, O sons, listen to me, for blessed are they who keep my ways, obey instruction and be wise. Do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. For he who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me injures himself. All those who hate me love death. Let me encourage you in closing. You need to know who the Lord is. We need to know who the Lord is and we need to know what he's done for us. And then our awe of him and our adoration, our love for him will grow. We need to know the Lord. 
That's the only way to know the Lord is to read his book and listen to what the scripture teaches about him and then what God is calling us to. Here's the problem. Sunday, during my half an hour sermon, is not enough. All this is is a little kick in the rear. That's all this is. You go back and you dig these things out. But you need to know who the Lord is. So you'll know that serving anyone else, including yourself, is vanity. But serving him, the blessings in this life are a hundredfold. And then the hope of eternity with him is guaranteed. But you have to set aside time each day. You have to come to know him through his word. Because have you noticed most people in this world are communicating fear, communicating death, communicating worldly ideas. The vast majority. And so you're going to read a couple pages or a couple minutes and you're going to be ready to fight the good fight, ready to lay it all down for the Lord when constantly Satan is whispering in your ear through media, through people, through everything else and everybody else. How are you going to stand? How are you going to grow? How are you going to be that light of influence? How? It's not possible. So please make a commitment to learn who the Lord is by making a commitment to read the word every day, set a time aside, and then meditate on it, and then look, how do I apply that? How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight, her delight, is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he, she meditates day and night. And they'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. And whatever they do, they will prosper. God made that statement of truth, that promise. Now, will we be that man or woman who rejects the counsel of the wicked and invests themselves in the counsel of God. Which will it be? The choice is yours. Choose it or refuse it. Let's pray. Father, as we now transition back to looking at this crazy fear that's going on in the world, this crazy fear that distracts and discourages and deceives and destroys we need to know how the, how the enemy is operating and how the fear that he brings to bear is powerful and we cannot marginalize it or minimize it, but we must neutralize it through the fear of your son, Jesus Christ, and you, O oh Lord. Help us now as we go back and we begin to rework and build a solid, firm understanding to reject the fears of man, to live courageously for you through the fear of your son, Jesus Christ. We ask that you'll bless us in that way in the months to come. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get all excited. What did Jesus say to do? Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.